Welcome to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the kind sponsorship from NoiseAware. NoiseAware is an easy-to-use preventative noise monitoring solution that is wire-free and completely weatherproof with the option of interior and exterior sensors. Listen in for the mid-episode break where we will answer another question about NoiseAware. Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hey, Mike. Thank you for that. Thank you for introducing NoiseAware to us. In today's episode, I am back after a long break with my BFF, Matt Landau, of the Vacation Rental Marketing Blog, or VRMB, and the Inner Circle, and all the new stuff that Matt is out there currently doing, because it's it's been pretty much of a challenge for Matt this past year. He hasn't been able to go to all these exotic locations and go do the filming for his TV show. So I wanted to catch up with Matt, find out what he's been doing and what his thoughts are on where we're going in this industry in 2021. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. Here we are, 2021. Super happy to be here, I bet you all are. It's going to be a different year. When we got into 2020, we were all gung-ho. It was going to be a fantastic year, had, having absolutely no idea what was to transpire in the early months of 2020. Yeah, I should be down in Alabama at the moment, at Gulf Shores, sunning myself on the beach. But sadly, that is not to be this year. As you've heard, I'm not going to say any more about that. I have booked myself in there for five months next winter. <laughs> so for those of you who are down in Gulf Shores, love to catch up with you from November through April of 2021 and 2022. It does seem weird planning for 2022 at the moment. But uh, but yeah, that's what we're doing. We're thinking ahead. We're thinking ahead with positivity. And I feel very motivated today. Talking to my guest today, Matt Landau, always motivates me. He has been such a presence in my business life, in my vacation rental life for around eight years now. And he motivates me, inspires, and makes me want to be a better person as a host of the podcast, a better person as a vacation rental manager and owner. So, it's always a massive, massive pleasure to invite Matt onto the show and to do what we call our mashup with Matt, which basically is exploring what the industry is doing right now and what's coming up and hopefully providing you with some inspiration and motivation as well. Well, hello and welcome to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. And I'm here with my super friend, BFF, Matt Landau, who we haven't spoken together for probably about eight months, I think. So welcome. Great to see you. 
Great to see you too. I, I feel like time is a, a vortex these days. It could have been just yesterday that I spoke with you or several years ago. I'm losing all sense of time these days. I know, but I remember that uh, conversation because you were staying with your mom, you had all your family together and yeah. you were, that was in the first sort of big lockdown thing, I guess. So what, yeah. what, what, what happened since then? Because you moved. Well, yes, I pulled the trigger and moved to Miami. And the initial reaction from most people was like, why would you move to the epicenter of the pandemic? And that's a fair question. But in the end, it was in deciding that things were not getting better anytime soon, that Miami was a place I had considered living and lots of outdoor things to do. And I just decided it was a time to pull the trigger, hit the reset button, start a new chapter, called up my landlord in New Orleans, asked him if I could end my lease short, hired a moving company that was cheaper than I should have paid and felt all of the consequences from it and <laughs> showed up in Miami unannounced, sight unseen, rented a place and poof, here I am four months, four months later. And how's it going for you? I love it. It's absolutely been the best decision that I made this year. Being able to swim in the ocean every morning and go for walks outside. And that I think is a new kind of luxury that I'm appreciating again. So it has been a very, very good move. Well, good for you for doing that. Cause I, you know, I followed you over the years and you've moved from Panama to New Orleans and now a new place. How is, is this going to be a lengthy stay? Oh, well, you know me well enough to know that I'm not good at planning beyond like the next week. Uh, but I could see myself, myself here for some time. Miami, specifically South Beach, where I live, uh, provides a balance of a lot of the things that I really like. But I'm taking it one step at a time, like a lot of us during this period. So how is it in Miami right now in terms of um, pandemic and the, the numbers are out of control like they are in a lot of places. Uh, everybody's wearing masks, as far as I can see. Most indoor establishments are very, very limited, if not closed. Very few tourists compared to what is usual around this time of year. But it's not the epicenter of the pandemic anymore. People have gotten a little bit more comfortable with the fact that this thing is here and and it's going to be here for a little while. So I think uh, making the most of the time is a good way to describe the vibe here. Yeah, and I, I, I like the idea of swimming in the ocean every morning. That that is definitely my type of uh, my type of location. So I'm here with the snow, and I will say no more about that because I think I've probably said more than enough about it over the last couple of weeks. Now that we we definitely are not going down south in this snowbirding season. I'm just going to touch briefly on, you know, what's happened with people over this past year, because this is sort of, it lays the groundwork for what we're going to be talking about today. And, and it's about feast or famine, because we've, all of us, you know, everybody listening to this has probably fallen into one of those camps. And I know that when we talked earlier this year, I think, I, I am not sure if we still had staff furloughed. And we, we were looking at the potential of not having any business until 2021. And what happened was that um, we, we canceled just about everything like everybody did and then opened up on June the 5th and all hell broke loose. And I think we did six months of business in about three weeks. And wow. I went through July and August with 
just well, I mean, we built a we built a wait list of a thousand people by the time we got to the end of August, and I had people wow. crying on the phone that we could not find them anywhere to stay, and it was just remarkable in terms of how things panned out from the beginning to where we where we came to, and I and I've heard this from a lot of other managers. However, if you happen to be in an urban area or in Hawaii or some other areas where, uh, and certainly in, in the Caribbean, and I talked to uh, Andrew McConnell last week, and you know he was talking about the Cayman Islands, which shut down, and, and other islands, which completely shut down. So it has been feast or famine. So when we spoke, before we re- decided to record this, we, we, we said we would talk about this, taking the feast or famine, and you know how we can take this forward whether we've been through feast or whether we've been through famine. So how does that sound? That sounds great. I th- think that was so on point and describes every inner uh, owner and manager internationally speaking that I've interacted with over the past six months or so fall into one of those two categories. So I thought it was a great topic of conversation. So what, uh, what we're going to do is, is look at uh, managers and look at independent owners and, and take it forward rather than reflecting back. I think we've probably done enough of that. So what, regard, you know, whether you've been through feast or whether you've been through famine, you've got some ideas for actions that everybody can take. So listen up, folks. We've got some really good stuff coming for you. So let's let's kick off with the feast because I, that, that's what I've described. That was my experience. And I know from this experience that one of the big things we've got to do is double down on that feast and make sure, you know, best year ever. I've heard this from a lot of people, but how can we make sure that next year is also the best year ever? So over to you. What's your thoughts? Um, so I decided to break it down into vacation rental managers and what we call rent by owners, which is really a catch-all for somebody who more or less manages their own property or maybe several of their own properties. Not because these groups have more apart than they do in common, but because in these particular times, the action items are significantly different. So starting with vacation rental managers who are feasting right now, kind of like you, I have found that most of them feel like they've got almost like a once in a lifetime opportunity, both a vacation rental movement that's growing really good timing. They are getting stronger. The strong vacation rental managers are getting stronger as a result of this pandemic. So the things that I'm going to go through very briefly here have to do with sort of tightening the bolts, getting ready for bigger, longer growth. The first one has to do with hiring zooming in on your absolute best employees who are the the most important assets of any vacation rental business. They are extremely rare commodities in our emerging industry. Uh, So identifying those all-star employees, doubling down on your compensation to them, maybe paying them a little more, maybe changing up the bonus structure, maybe promoting them, teaching them ways to do new things, delegating new responsibilities to them, really entrusting in your great employees and investing in them, uh, I think is a really valuable thing to do right now, as opposed to trying to go out and find new employees, which is a much more complicated process. Looking at property acquisition strategies, in some cases, that's going after properties that were previously managed by 
vacation rental managers who are not doing so well or who are looking for a better uh, management partner. You can also look at buying other property management companies that have existing fleets or portfolios of contracts. That's happening a lot right now. A lot of gobbling. I think that's the technical mm-hmm. industry term. A lot of gobbling up going on. Uh, re-examine your processes. This is a huge one. It's at this, this very juncture that if you don't have really bulletproof processes that can help your team grow, every growth step that you make further becomes more difficult and more costly to go back and improve those things. So I think that if you're feasting now, it's a fantastic opportunity to focus on those processes. When it comes to marketing stuff, our listing site independence stage four of growth mode, all of these items apply. They're all ongoing initiatives that require time in order to see results and consistency. PR, uh, having a comprehensive PR uh, campaign strategy, including uh, outreach for backlinks and journalists to search engine optimization. And I'll put into that bucket pay-per-click advertising. Uh, I just read on the inner circle a couple of days ago that Terry invested, I think, $1,500 in Conrad's uh, build up bookings service and it had already uh, generated something like $12,000 in bookings. I, I'm not trying to get people's expectations unrealistically high here but a solid pay-per-click advertising campaign with a good uh, specialist is really, really valuable right now. And for somebody like Conrad, I remember him telling me uh, that if I gave him money and I had enough properties for him to be able to fill and distribute bookings, he could almost guarantee that he would generate multifold return. And I thought that was very impressive. My last one, and this is kind of the most meta is investing in better problem solving. So that could mean uh, joining a mastermind group, taking an advanced course online. Chances are it's going to be outside of the vacation rental industry, seeing as though the, the real experts of the world are not in our space in those particular subjects. Uh, maybe it's hiring a business coach. I think it's a fantastic time to do that and really hold yourself accountable. And, and the last idea is, comes from Jennifer Frankenstein Harris in New Smyrna Beach, who lives about a couple hours from here. I visited her the other weekend. She told me that what she did in this time period was travel to literally meet and stay with some of the most advanced vacation rental managers that she knows. She reached out to them and said, would you mind if I come and stay for a week and ask you questions and shadow you? And she took away an amazing, amazing amount of insight from that. Uh, And she has found what we call with VRMB communities, her force field, this kind of moat around the business that is protecting her from any future market shifts and industry corrections. So those are my feast items for a large vacation rental manager. They are just spot on. I'm I'm going to make sure there's a. I I interviewed Jennifer sometime last year. I can't remember exactly when it was, and she told me about this plan she had of of going to see other property managers, and I thought it was brilliant. She talked about going to see a real a property manager that had many 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 more properties than she had, and just feeling that she was surrounding herself with people who were at the next level. And she was able to take away that dynamism 
from from that larger type of company. So I, I thought that was that was a brilliant thing to do. I love that joining a mastermind. I've just done that and looking forward to a first first meeting. I'm just going back through what you just talked about. So investing in in stage four items and talked about Conrad. So I'll also put a link to Conrad's episode, which uh, which went out earlier in December, where we actually talked about paid advertising. Hey, I think we are, we're, we're this is simpatico, Matt. Everything you you're talking about, I've just about done. Um, that means we're on the same page. We are property acquisition strategies. We're working with Vintori at the moment, and it's 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 an amazing experience. That relationship we currently have with Vintori, uh, I like the idea of buying a business. Um, that is something we're we're maybe looking at too. So so that's great. I love those. That those are some really actionable things. So that any property manager who's going through that feast can take at the moment. So let's let's move on to your RBOs. The RBOs are feeling smart right now that are feasting. They're feeling like they were on to something and it's been validated and they're feeling very fortunate because they've broken all their records. So one idea for feasting RBOs is to write what I call an open heart status update, uh, basically as a journal entry, uh, but I would post it on the blog and or send it out to my former guests, but sharing the process of the last year, like a summary, if if for no other reason than personal reflection, opening up about some of the things that were difficult that you went through, sharing some of the recovery or, or achievements that you've made. I think documenting this kind of thing is really valuable. And I think it becomes a marketing asset when it's shared in a not like you're not looking for pity and you're not trying to be too personal, but I think it really ha- resonates with a lot of people, especially prospective travelers. So that's a good first step. And I'll, I'll probably mention that for another group uh, in, a, in a few minutes. Now is a good time for feasting RBOs to hire someone. Sometimes it's the first additional employee that you've ever hired. Sometimes it's the second, maybe it's replacing somebody, um, but it's the time to find somebody who can help you build your business, who can do the things that you don't want to do or can't do or not very good at. And for a lot of RBOs who are control freaks, who feel the need to do absolutely everything themselves, now is the time to delegate some of that control to relinquish it into the hands of some capable helpers. Looking at new properties. This is how all vacation rental managers get started. They started off as an RBO, they have success, they have other properties come to them. This is how you begin to grow the vacation rental portfolio. Uh, Something that feasting RBOs possess is numbers, like you have evidence of what bookings look like, what price per night looks like, what occupancy and profit looks like over the past few years. This gives you the ability to project what you could do with another property or two. And you can just cruise VRBO, Airbnb, check out other properties that happen to fit your needs. You know the amenities and features of the properties that you could sell. See if they're out there. Check out you know, Zillow. Places where these properties exist, chances are if presented with an interesting opportunity that you'd like to either manage the home or 
uh, purchase the home, or in a lot of cases, you've got existing people who have already reached out to you and said, would you consider it? Uh, now's the time to consider growth in that sense. Getting serious about your email marketing as an RBO is probably pound for pound the most valuable activity you can invest in. Uh, and this goes for the feasting. This goes for everybody, all the managers. Segmenting out your list, personalizing your messages. This is so it's exponentially more impactful than it requ- than the cost or time that it requires to do. And it's a good thing to do when you're small because you get into the good habit of building something that is building a list that's segmented and gives you the chance to send one message in several different iterations to a number of specific groups, which will just, again, increase your conversions of those repeat bookings. Look at non-problems. Look at the areas of your business that are working just fine that you could actually boost up, that you could hit the turbo charge on. Maybe it's increasing your prices, something that you have earned the ability to do because you're feasting. Maybe it's improving your existing homes or homes, features or amenities, reinvesting some of your profits into making that property even more attractive. Uh, And this one, uh, the last one applies to feasting vacation rental managers too. And it's draw up an exit strategy, like a dream scenario, what you would like to build and sell. When times are good, this is a wonderful time to do it because you're not under stress. You're not freaking out. If you draw up what you'd like to achieve and sort of package that in the way that other vacation rental professionals would be interested in purchasing it, it, the planning and the actual execution is an interesting thing to think about while times are good. So I like to recommend people reach out to Jacoby over at C2G Advisors. He'll give you an honest, open assessment of what your business looks like now and a little model of what you should be thinking about in order to structure for sale. It's not because you want to sell it now. It's because one day you want to be in the position to sell if that's one of the options on the table. And again, when times are good, good time to plan. I love that when you sent me some notes, you said draw up dream, your dream exit strategy, because it's, it's about visualizing what you want in the future. And this goes for, for, I mean, for me, for every aspect of my life, there's always been a visualization, whether it's actually physical visualization with sort of the dream board type of thing, or just keep it in your head. But having that very clear and detailed plan as to what's going to happen in five years or 10 years or, or next year even, but just having that exit strategy. So if it comes comes along and the opportunity presents itself, then you have everything in place. And that, that could be as simple as just having the three years of business, uh, you know, your, your financial map for the last three years that you can share with somebody. So uh, I, I think that that is a, I think that's something, as you say, everybody should do. The other one I just wanted to come back on is, is, is again, property acquisition strategies. This is how all successful vacation rental management businesses get started. I, I'm, I'm up to coming up on 400 episodes of this, and I've talked to so many property managers and people in the business. And I, I usually start with, well, how did you get going in this business? And I would say 95% of them say, I started with just one property. I just, you know, I I didn't fall into managing 250 properties. I started with one. 
And I think uh, I think that's just just such such a magic story that everybody seems to have. I love it, and and I've seen it across all the owners and managers in all the years. Our VRMB Archetypes program, which is a simple quiz that you take to define your role in the industry, starts off every single owner manager as a lifestylist, someone with one property that they're owning or managing. They love it. They're making money at it. Their guests are loving it. They evolve into a craftsperson, somebody who starts getting a little bit more uh, meticulous, a little bit more deliberate about turning it into a business. They sometimes stay there, but they also sometimes become an architect, someone that really shifts things into gear and begins to grow their vacations. An architect sometimes can stay at that stage, but my absolute favorites are what we call the enterprisers, those who have found the dream sweet spot of their business. They're looking to tweak. They're looking to improve efficiency. They're looking to use better tools, free up their time. But everyone passes through this journey, which is why if you're listening to this and you're just getting started, reach out, ask people how to do it, because you will be reinventing a very ugly wheel. <laughs> Like that little triangle wheel that they have on the the meme, you know? Yes, yes, I know the one. So, okay, yeah, people listen to Matt, particularly <laughs> the uh, the the VRMB archi- uh, the VRMB archetype. I I loved that because we can all see ourselves within that at at some point, and I think that's definitely worthwhile going to take a look at that. We'll we'll talk about how people can get into VRMB and take a look at all these things when we get to the end of this. Cause I was always conscious of time when we talk because it could go on for hours. So this is a good opportunity to take a short break and go to our sponsor noise aware with another question about the platform. I'm joined again by Michael Goldin from noise aware to talk about the topic of privacy. So noise monitoring is a relatively new concept. Is it privacy safe? Because we know that guests are going to be asking about this. Yes. The short answer is yes. The, the long answer is we started as the results of a short-term rental house party. So privacy was the first and foremost component when we were developing the product. We monitor noise similar to how a thermostat measures temperature. We're constantly taking a reading of the the sound environment and reporting the data back to our servers. We do not record, we do not transmit, we do not stream audio, but it's simply a, a digitized number assessing the noise levels within the property. That is great to have that information to to pass on to guests because I, I I'm sure that every property manager, every owner is transparent with their guests as to having this service within the property. Yes, and all of the major OTAs, Airbnb, Booking.com, Verbo, are supporters of the device and supporters of our service, but they do want you to include it in the listings, which is going to serve two purposes. One, it it lets them know and, and kind of quells any concerns around privacy, but it also will deter people that are going to that property to book a party house. 
So if they know there's no parties and there's technology in there to stop it, they're going to not book that home. Now let's get back to our guest of the day, Matt Landau. There is a large proportion of vacation rental managers and owners who did not have the fortune of feast this year. And it was no doing of their own. It was the nature of the pandemic and it wrought a lot of damage. I mean, certainly at the beginning when we we lost a number of, of the larger companies, I'm thinking of Stay Alfred, that, you know, very early on. So there was those larger companies, but there were the smaller players, the smaller managers, the RBOs. I talk a lot. In fact, every single week, I talk to a lady called Margarita Ruela, Del Ruela in Portugal, in Lisbon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Margarita. Yeah. Um, so, so we talk every week and I know that she has, I mean, she, she pivoted and she went into some long-term rentals. She's been renting to nurses and, but it's not been easy. So let's just move on to helping out those who have been in the more, we, we, we call them the famine group and, and what they can do to take themselves forward through 2021. Yeah. Uh, Margarita is a great example of my first idea, which is convert properties to mid or long-term stays. That is something we've seen across the board. Oftentimes they're local folks who you have not hosted before. Bob in Italy has been hosting a lot of Italians, Uh, but having some cash flow and preserving your management contract. This is again for the vacation rental managers who are feeling frustrated and disappointed and tired and all that stuff consider preserving those contracts that are good by putting some bodies in those uh, in those homes. Another property related activity is prune. Take the opportunity to really assess your portfolio and look at which properties uh, pre-COVID were performing the worst. And depending on how bad things are, remove them from your your portfolio. This is a process, this pruning thing, it very rarely happens in good times. So it's like the famine time is is a at least you can feel like you're doing something and getting a little bit more refined about which properties you represent. I'm a huge fan of using this famine time as a vacation rental manager to do a complete reset. And we created the reset blog, which was designed to help vacation rental owners and managers keep their heads above water. That for the most part has been ended because most vacation rental professionals have now moved forward into the next steps. Uh, But if you're still in that moment, I think it's an interesting time to think about just taking your business in your hands and smashing it on the floor, get a little bit of stress relief by smashing something. Of course, I'm speaking figuratively. Look at the pieces that are still intact, pick them back up and begin to reassemble what was working and how that can look moving forward. This is something that we did with our nonprofit in Panama on an annual basis. We would use that metaphor of smashing the foundation on the ground, picking back up the things that were working, 
Some of the stuff seemed great when we started it, but wasn't working now. So we removed that. We, we push it to the side and we get, begin building again on the strongest and the most surefire stuff that we had. So if you're in Hawaii, if you're in Costa Rica, uh, I think now is a, a worthwhile time to do that smash. Maybe it has to do with your brand. Take the opportunity to get a full new makeover on your logo and your style guide. Maybe it's a time to rehash everything. It's worth taking the opportunity to, when we move into 2021, just come in with a completely fresh new look and feel something you can get excited about. My last two items are either sell the business or give it away. We went through the vacation rental managers that are feasting earlier. These folks are looking to buy businesses. You can reach out again to Jacoby for that. You can reach out to me. I'm sure we know someone in your area who's looking to expand. Uh, There is a demand for vacation rental management businesses right now. It's not the best uh, seller's market. I'll say that. But there are people who are looking to buy uh, your hard work over the years. And the second version of sell is give it away. Give away your vacation rental business to people that you trust people who are going to treat it like your baby. I was just talking to a manager in Oregon two days ago who wanted to give the business to their employees. And I thought that was a beautiful way of doing it. It's it's a version of what I did in Panama. I was kind of like a sell and give it away kind of guy. But putting it into the hands of somebody who can take new energy, uh, new outlook and and get it started. That's just another option of simply closing the door. But it's a difficult time right now for for managers who are really struggling. Uh, If your destination is limited in terms of tourists, that's one thing. You got to wait it out. And if you can keep your head above water again, you have a pretty solid chance of being the strong one as soon as tourists begin to return. But if your destination is open right now, and you are famined, famished, that's when I would sound the alarms and think about some serious change. Mm -hmm. We've been looking ahead to a couple of years time and what may happen, you know, in, in our particular market, because one other fallout of all this is, is being an, a, a stampede to buy property in our area. So prices are just skyrocketed multiple offers on every property and then everybody wants to rent them out because they're seeing that this is a feast market. We're looking ahead and knowing that in a couple of years time, people aren't going to want to stay here anymore. And we could have this turning right around and we could have all those travelers that we've been, well, that they fell in our laps. It was, it was a little like a feeding frenzy, a piranha feeding frenzy this summer all these people will not be staying. They will be heading out to the famine areas as soon as they possibly can. They're going to start traveling again. So there could be you know, quite the changeover, quite the turnaround in a year, maybe not a year, but two years time. So definitely hang in there because I've talked to so many people who just cannot wait for this to be over so they can get on that aeroplane and go to these places that they could not visit during this time. So if that's a, you know, um, a little bit of comfort for you, 
uh, it's definitely what we're hearing from our people here in Canada. So I think, you know, the Canadians are going to go flooding out and we're going to have to deal with that fallout in, in two years time. Hmm. Interesting. And the other one that uh, I picked up on there is a pruning, assessing your property portfolio, identifying the worst performing properties and removing as many of them as possible. This is a terrific exercise to do because when you get back, you, you've, you've got this great opportunity to streamline the business and make it work better when it comes back. So I, I guess that, that's a form of, of a reset. You know, the complete reset of smashing everything and then starting again, I guess. But I, I think I'd be more for, for really looking at reestablishing the business in a more streamlined way when uh, when you come back on on uh, on form in maybe a year's time we have a fantastic interview with john dean of only provence in france who does a technique called top grading once a year and it's a short little interview 15 minutes he walks people through exactly how to do what you what you just described with a portfolio and i think it's a good a good listen for right about now yeah yeah, we, I mean, we we call it our, which is a little mean. It's our annual cull. Um, yeah, <laughs> and we, we do it. Herd. Yeah, we do it every year. And sometimes, you know, it's not it's not the worst performing properties. It's it's a relationship issue we have with an owner, and and it's not working. So the property might be performing beautifully, but the relationship is not performing well. So uh, I'll put in, I'll put a, a link to that uh, that interview with John Dean. I think that would be a great one for people to listen to as well because uh, this is a good exercise. We do it a lot, or at least every year anyway. <laughs> so let's move on to finally the rent by owners who've experienced the famine. Heard heard a lot from them this year as to um, as to the pivots they've been making. But I'd love to hear it from you. Um, I'm going to share three things that we've mentioned earlier uh, and then one new thing. The first is that open heart status update, I think, is a really cathartic and effective thing to do right now. Uh, You don't need to ask for pity again. Just simply sharing what the last year has looked like for your vacation rental uh, business and sharing this with your former guests and or family and friends. It's real. And I think sometimes we have a tendency to keep up this, you know, perfect sheen facade. But in fact, sometimes just being honest about what a tough year it's been earns you the one thing that you can get if you're famine famished as an RBO, which is moral support and former guests rooting for you in one way or another. So I think anybody listening to this uh, should consider some version of a status update that's honest, that's a little bit personal uh, and sharing that with all former guests. You're welcome to send it to me first to make sure you're not being too personal (laughs) or weird. Uh, The second and third ones were consider selling the property or contract to somebody who will buy it. Again, this is a market in which people are looking to buy. If that's a destination that is doing all right, if it's not a destination that's doing all right, you may put it on the, the, the actual real estate market. The second is just give the property contract to, to another management company. Maybe it's just too complicated right now and you just want a turnkey kind of group. <laughs> Maybe it is turnkey. Maybe it's Evolve, somebody who will do everything for you. 
uh, or close to everything for you and you don't have to have the headache of it. Or the fourth and final idea is hang tight, basically. A holding pattern is useful as a, a single property owner or manager when times aren't great. If you can afford it, uh, maybe it means you're hosting longer term stays. Maybe it's just buying your time. I think it's a valuable thing to do because I do think there is something of a light at the end of this tunnel. Maybe go and stay in the property if you can. Use the time to you know, check out the, the bed. <laughs> Make sure everything's working. Think about some interesting, inexpensive upgrades you can make to it in the meantime. Uh, and perhaps most importantly, really just reflect on whether you want to do this any longer. I think in the nature of that open heart theme, the industry has changed a great deal from when a lot of RBOs got started. It's just a completely different ballgame. And there's no shame in saying like this has changed and I am not willing to participate anymore. You should not continue doing it if it's making you stressed or upset or angry I think now is the time to really just reassess that. And again, if your destination is one that has just been completely shut to visitors, keep in mind that the trend that we've seen everywhere is that vacation rentals, the moment guests can come again, have a gigantic advantage over all the other kinds of lodging. Almost every one of the feasting RBOs and vacation rental managers are in those destinations. Mm-hmm. there is light, you know, hang in there. The moment guests can come back, they will begin booking. The opposite perspective would be if you're in a destination that is already open and you don't have any bookings, it should be an indicator that something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And definitely do some re- research into that. Um, Matt, we're just coming, drawing to the end, end of our time. I just, be- before we go, thank you. First of all, for all these amazing suggestions, I'm going to write some very lengthy show notes that will will cover all of these and and have links to everything we've mentioned. But before we go, I just want to talk briefly about Airbnb and what you think the Airbnb going public, their IPO, what what impact do you think that's going to have on hosts and managers and what impact do you think it's going to have on those who are going wanting to go down the book direct route? Is it still important that they do so? You may be disappointed, but I think you also expect my answer is going to be the same thing that I've been answering for years now. Airbnb going public won't change much about the vast majority of the way things operate. The value proposition for you as a vacation rental owner or manager to list your properties on this platform has been getting a little bit worse, a little bit less good every day uh, since it was at its peak, you know, several years ago. Expect that to continue because Airbnb now has shareholders. They now have to generate a profit, which they've never been able to do, which means they're going to have to get a little bit more deliberate with their money making. And that means increasing fees. That means reducing the control that means re- removing the personal you know, responses that they're able to give to you. It's a, it's a publicly traded company now. So expect that value proposition of re- reward to cost to get a little bit less good every day. But 
use them for all they're worth. If the cost of acquiring a lead on Airbnb and the terms by which you're able to acquire it work for you, use it because they are operating at what David Angadi described to me as impossible economics. It's the way that these unicorn companies work. They invest so much money of so much venture capital that they're able to produce business for their users like you at impossible costs. Like it's just not long-term sustainable. It's not, it's not can't last, but they do that to hook you so that you become part of the critical mass using the platform so that ultimately once they go public, they can begin to get to the profitable stage. So you have to just recognize Take it for what it is, which is a way to generate business. Long gone are the lovey-dovey days of partnerships. Here today is you are working with a corporation. And if that lead acquisition model fits into your business, you should use it as much as possible for the same reason you should use every listing site that will generate you a good booking uh, based on the cost or terms that you're signing up for. But you should also recognize that there are a whole slew, specifically three stages of listing site independent marketing activities that you haven't really invested in heavily as much as you have these easy ones. So view it as a springboard. Congratulations to Airbnb. It really is remarkable. And I say this, people um, sometimes think I hate on them too much. I say this with 100% um, sincerity. It is remarkable what they have built a little idea into a gigantic world-changing phenomenon. I haven't bought any stock in it yet, but I know plenty of uh, Inner Circle members have. Evelyn Badia, an Airbnb super host, is on television talking about uh, this incredible company. It's remarkable. And the good that they have contributed to the world and to our industry, I think for the most part, uh, weighs the bad uh, but do recognize that this is now a corporation that reports to shareholders that will not be taking the sensible community-oriented problem-solving approach for your specific needs, but rather will be uh, behaving the way that large corporations do. So we just got to be real about it and move. Mm -hmm. I am not putting a link to the podcast episode that we did probably six years ago, <laughs> uh -huh. where we said, this is not going to go anywhere. Did we? We did. Oh, I must have, I must have intentionally you, removed that from my memory. You did. You said it's not going to go anywhere, but I'm not putting a link to it. If anybody wants to go find it, there's one. <laughs> so I was out, out there. <laughs> I, I was out to dinner the other night and somebody said to me, You've worked in vacation rentals now for like 10 years. Why didn't you think of the Airbnb thing? And I was like, to be honest, I have no idea. I wish I did. <laughs> I couldn't see that far into the future. So yeah, yeah. good good on them for, for, for building something really remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. Good on you for building something really remarkable. And that's um, VRMB. And that's a great segue into you just telling us a little bit about VRMB and the little pivots you're doing and letting everybody know how they can find out more about it. Um, thanks for the opportunity and the little kudos. Uh, VRMB is the Vacation Rental Marketing Blog, the Vacation Rental Management Blog, whatever you want to think of it as, VRMB.com is our learning center. 
And we spend a lot of time doing deep thinking about things like archetypes and listing site independence methodologies, really processes that sit beneath the surface of the most successful businesses in the world. Simple way that you can get all of that stuff is just sign up for VRMB's uh, midweek motivation. It's an email that goes out once a week to your inbox. The feast and famine that we went through today will have been released as a Monday, a midweek motivation tip. So now you have an idea of the kinds of action items that we like to include in those mailers. That is all free. If you like the tips and you would like to get a little bit more engaged, be able to ask questions and participate in the innovation, we have two options becoming part of our virtual community. The first is the supporter. You can pay whatever you want. It's designed to accommodate all budgets. It includes listing site independence support. It includes recommendations of tools and services that we really like and the chance to interact with your fellow supporters. The inner circle, of course, Heather, you have been a member since the absolute earliest days is our paid virtual community. It's 50 bucks a month and you're not paying to get immediate results. While that is something that we like to focus on, make sure you get your money's worth. You're paying to build a business that really lasts and to be surrounded by people who are doing the same thing. We now have almost 800 members over the last four or five years. Uh, And that virtual community is where I spend the majority of my time. So if you're listening to this and you want to grow your business and or somebody to kick your butt into gear, you can join and I will be the first person to reach out. And yeah, I'll vouch for the fact that the there's some amazing people, amazing people in that group. And any question that you pose, somebody is going to come back and give you a very excellent and educated response to it. And sometimes a humorous one as well. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of humor. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just about everybody that you've hear, heard on this podcast has is is probably active in the in VRMB. So um, I'll put a link, of course, to the uh, on the show notes for you to go take a look at that and and see which of those options is going to work for you. So Matt, as ever, you you always give, 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 and very rarely take. So I love every contribution that you make. You help so many people. So thank you so much for, for joining me today and, and certainly, you know, helping out everybody, particularly those who perhaps are not experiencing the success that others have done this year. Oh, the feeling is mutual. As you know, you are our chief megaphone of this industry, really amplifying the voices that I think matter, that are the future. And that's all of us. So thanks to you, Heather, for having me. Oh, I love this, uh, this, this mutual stuff. So yeah, let's just continue. Let's end the podcast, but continue complimenting each other for the rest of the morning. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Matt, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Ciao, ciao. Well, thank you very much, Matt Landau, for joining me. We should do this more often. Lovely to hear that he is enjoying his time in Miami. 
And I do encourage you to sign up for Matt's newsletter. There's very few newsletters that I positively enjoy arriving in my inbox. You know, there's so, there's so much arrives in your inbox. But hearing from Matt, his is one. Anne Handley's is another. And I, I will make sure I put that link on the show notes. Yeah, there's not, not a great many out there that do the most amazing job like Matt's newsletter does. And I am emulating that and will be ramping up my own over the next few weeks. So I probably mentioned this before, but I want to come back to this because this is a big project for us at the Vacation Rental Formula. And it's called the Virtual Vendor Showcase. I have mentioned it before, but we talking about ramping up. I'm ramping this up as well. What we're doing in the Virtual Vendor Showcase is we're trying to bring you some of the best suppliers and help them to talk to you about their products and services. So it's it's not just going onto the website and looking at all the bells and whistles and the features and the benefits and wondering whether this is really going to work for you. So what we wanted to do was to bring together the best suppliers and ask them to come along and be interviewed along with one of their clients so that I could ask questions about the platform or the product or the service or whatever it is. And then also ask questions of that client, you know, ask about the support because that's so important to us. Ask about the ease of use. You know, is it a steep learning curve and how much help are they getting with onboarding, etc.? So you can go to vacationrentalformula.com forward slash virtual vendor showcase or VVS. I'm not quite sure what it is, but I, it will be in the show notes. You can also go to our YouTube channel, also in the show notes, because every video we do will be posted to YouTube. At the moment, we're pleased to introduce on our virtual vendor showcase, Vintori. I've been working with Brooke Fouts at Vintori for some time now and his team, and they are just amazing. NoiseAware, of course, we've done a great interview with NoiseAware. Touchstay, I have an interview with Andy McNulty and the other Andy, my friend Andy Medic. And Guest View Guide, which is a product that we actually trialed in one of our properties this past summer. So it was great to get the founders of Guest View Guide together with one of their clients to come and share that information too. So please go to Vacation Rental Formula or go to the YouTube channel where you can see the YouTube video. But on our website, we actually have a full business page for each of the vendors so they can talk a little bit more about their product or service and you can see the video. So that's it. That's my little plug for the Virtual Vendor Showcase. We are hoping over the next few weeks to bring you a lot more of these vendors. So if you're a vendor out there listening to this and you'd like to take part, you'd like me to interview you, then just get in touch with us and we will explain what it's all about and how you get to do that. Okay, that's that's it for me now. We're just going to roll over to a word from our sponsor, NoiseAware, before we wrap up. So it's been absolutely fantastic to have you with us and I'll look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks again for listening to this episode brought to you by NoiseAware. For more information and to connect with the NoiseAware team, visit vacationrentalformula.com forward slash NoiseAware, or simply click the link in the description section of this episode on your smart device. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. 
If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week. 